Welcome. This is the Life Habits podcast series, and my name is Carl Vredenberg. This is a podcast series that helps you to learn new habits, to optimize your life, and to stay sane in this crazy world. This is episode three, and the theme for this episode is staying positive. I'd like to start, as we typically do, with a quote, famous quote, and this one is from Helen Keller, and the quote is about staying positive, and it goes like this. When one door of happiness closes, another opens. But often, we look so long at the closed door that we do not see the one which has been opened for us. And that is so true, and is very, very relevant to many of the angles to this particular topic of staying positive that we'll cover today. Let me start with a a story as well of mine that happened during university. There was a um, a coach at the university that I was at, and he was really ornery. He was really he never had a positive thing to say whatsoever. Was always negative. Was always complaining. And I decided to, in dealing with him, just stay positive. And I would continuously, regardless of how negative he would say things to me, I would still say thanks very much for the advice. I really appreciate it. And I. Uh, constantly kept things on a on a positive note and over time i noticed there was a really quite a marked difference in the ways in which that coach dealt with me versus the way that he dealt with a number of other people that were around me and he started to become more positive with me he started to use more positive terminology really cut back on a lot of the negative as well and there was a real transformation and i really put it down to the fact that it was really the approach and the validation that I provided, you know, for him that changed the nature and the the character of the uh, relationship that he and I had together. So I think there really are all aspects of our lives that are affected by the approach that we take, whether we take a, a positive attitude, whether we take a, a negative attitude, and it affects all aspects of our lives. So as usual, we'll go through looking at the particular topic for the episode and talk about its relationship to career, relationships, parenting, and health. Before I go through starting with career, I just want to talk a little bit about the overall research in this area. It's an area that I've done a fair bit of research in as well and a lot of experiences over the years. And our approach to life, whether we're a glass half empty or a glass half full kind of person, makes a huge difference in what we can accomplish and the nature of our relationships, the nature of our parenting style, and our overall approach to, uh, to health. The flip side, the too negative side can lead to all kinds of very serious uh, illnesses and disorders and reactions, the depressions, for example. And while everybody has some degree of, you know, low mood at times, which is a natural reaction to any number of life stressors, it's really your approach to handling those life stressors that determines whether you're going to pop back and react and be be positive and carry on or whether you're going to sink into a deep depression. And while once you've been in a, a serious depression for a long time, you really do have a hard time getting back out on your own and you often need, you know, professional help to get out of serious depressions. I firmly believe that you can prevent yourself from getting pulled into those kinds of depressions 
earlier on when you first experience the stressors that give you the opportunity really of reacting in a negative way or a positive way and if you react in a way of really buying into the negative side of a reaction to any event then uh, you'll spiral downward and there are also the opportunities to react positively to the event and then be able to prevent the negative sides of depression. So I really believe strongly in the power that we have as human beings to decide between a stimulus and a response and decide how we want to react, to step back, take a breath and think, am I going to react in kind? Am am I going to look at only the negative side of this scenario? Or am I going to ignore the negative for now and really focus on the positive aspects and move forward. And it's a core part of a healthy approach to your career and your work life, as well as in your relationships, you know, as well as in dealing with your kids, if you're a parent, as well as your overall approach to health and how healthy you are is often influenced by your reaction to any situation, whether you take a positive or a negative approach to it. Let's talk about each of these in turn. Let's talk a little bit about career. And here, the notion of taking a glass half full, that there's still opportunity always, is a critical one. And what I think is really key in working with other employees, and if you're a manager working with your staff, is to be authentic, to be honest, and to use straight talk, but with sensitivity. And again, with a focus on the positive. For example, if you are doing a performance appraisal or if you're do as a manager or if you are just talking about, you know, somebody else's, uh, the results of, of some work that they did, whatever the job, you can either take the approach, let's say there's, there's some negative experience, some negative outcomes, some, you know, performance that wasn't up to snuff and you need to deal with that situation. The negative approach to it initially is to buy into it and say, this is horrible, you know, you just did a horrible piece of work here and, you know, you're really incompetent and you're going to really have to improve your performance significantly or else, you know, you're not going to have a a long career here. That kind of a focus, I mean, what does that do for the person that's uh, listening to it? They take it personally because you've said it personally. You also put it into a negative light in the sense of it's just the the consequences of what might might happen if they continue to perform the way that they are. The flip side of that, the sort of positive approach to it, is instead to talk about the opportunity for improvement, that you can uh, reinforce the positive behavior and say, this was really good, and I'd really love the way you did this piece of work and this aspect to it. It is truly outstanding. I really, really appreciate that. But let's talk about the ways in which you can also improve what you've been uh, doing. And there are a couple of areas where I can see that you can... Uh, you can really have great opportunity for improvement and we can all you know learn to uh, optimize what we do and so let me let's just get into the details of that a bit that kind of approach instead and you can even talk about if you if, you know it's core to future promotions that if you really got good at this aspect of the of the job etc it's really motivating to hear that kind of a feedback instead the focus is on the positive fo- focus is on on opportunity the focus is linked to what positive outcomes might come from improving the behavior. So it can be the exact same behavior, the exact same problem that you're dealing with that you can deal with in either a negative way or in a positive way. And uh, 
I think most of the experiences I've had, most of the research also argues for taking that positive approach and that that yields significantly improved outcomes. Same thing in relationships. I think if you expect and you also reinforce the positives in relationships, there again you, you see you know significant improvement. When you think of dealing in your regular day-to-day relationships and were to again focus on, for example, somebody says something negative to you, let's say it's a criticism of what you've done, you can basically take the bait and argue and yell and engage in a negative exchange. And typically that is one that, you know, you end up saying more than you ever really wanted to say. And it was actually more negative than you were even, even thinking before. So you have the, this negative spiral in the in the conversation and, and in the relationship. And, you know, once you've said words, you can also later apologize, but you've already said those words. And so that tends to be rather destructive. Again, taking the more positive approach to it, and at times when there's a lot of the negativity coming out in uh, in a conversation, you have the power to not say anything, think, and then uh, respond as you would like to. And a lot of the time when you do that, you really calm down and you really think of the, the overall situation and you seriously consider what the other person's saying. There may actually be a grain of truth in it. You may not want to actually admit, you know, all of that, but if you seriously think about it, you do think about it in a, with a calm mind, and you then come back to it and say something on the positive side, not not wanting to buy into necessarily all the discussion of the negative particular behavior or whatever that uh, was being talked about, that you can turn it around again and talk about the, you know how, how how much you appreciate having the, the feedback, and that uh, you'll certainly improve or work on, on improving, improving that and, and thanking the other person for having uh, said that. That type of behavior, again, like the instance that I talked about at the top of the, the episode, talked about that uh, coach, tends to have very positive you know, results. And over time, you'll be quite surprised that amazingly, dis- potentially destructive relationships or the conversations in uh, relationships can be turned around by having that positive uh, approach, as is critically important in parenting. And uh, in the parenting realm, especially when you're dealing with teenagers, in my experience, that's a time period where you can be caught in a hugely negative cycle of behavior and conversation. And here, I think it's phenomenally important to, again, think of Stephen Covey's notion of the emotional bank account. You want to make sure that there are going to be times when you've got to be pointing out limits. You still need to be thinking of what is appropriate and safe, you know, for your teenagers to do. Uh, There are other times when you're going to want to let them be independent. But the most important thing, I think, again, from this overall approach of being positive, is realizing that you need to invest in that emotional bank account. And by that, I mean that there are times when you're going to want to do stuff for them that really is important to them and really get to understand what what may be really, really important. And And you do it authentically, you do it from your heart to really do what they think is something that they think is really, really valuable. And then there are other times when you you really need to be firm and say, uh, you know, I really don't want you to do that. I'm not comfortable with that. I don't think, you know, just trust me on this. I don't think that it's the right thing to do. I think if you've built up enough of a positive relationship with teenagers based on some of those other very authentic, very affirming kinds of 
of investments or d- deposits in the emotional bank account, as it's uh, called, then when there are those other tough times, you can also get an awful lot more understanding and a really positive feedback saying, yeah, I trust your judgment and I won't do that activity that I wanted to do. And I see many, I'm not saying that I'm perfect in this, but I see many other uh, parents having to ha- have very, very tough conversations and, and really destructive relationships with teenagers. And uh, and I'm not saying this is the only thing that can make a difference, but in my experience, at least, this is a, a critical one that is so easy to not do and get into an incredibly negative cycle of uh, communication. And then lastly, the whole area of uh, health. This is, again, another area where if you had the typical negative approach to thinking about your health or thinking about, for example, fitness. Here's an instance where if you uh, want to get down on yourself, you know, you need to go running or you need to go to the gym. And if you really just take to heart a lot of facts and see just the negative side, you can say, oh, you know, I've really screwed up. I didn't go in for the whole week and do any running. Ah, well, you know, it's just, again, reinforcing my view that I'm not into this kind of thing or I can't do this, you know, and you get yourself into that negative thinking and you're probably not going to go out that night (laughs) and actually uh, go to the gym. Whereas if you talk about that, well, you know, really been uh, working hard on this stuff. There were, there were, you know, some trips, some business trips you needed to take, and there was some, some good reasons why you didn't do the work. But hey, you know what? You also did, you know, run up the stairs at work today. You did park a little farther away from the building and uh, did those little bits of, of a difference in terms of making yourself a little bit uh, healthier. And hey, you know what? Uh, tonight you've actually got time, so you're going to go out and uh, do that running or whatever you want to do and, and feel good about that. I think an overall positive approach to it and also after you've done it to really recognize and reinforce yourself for having done it and realizing that you, you need to actually reinforce yourself, just like I've talked about earlier in the in the episode when I talked about you know the, what a difference you can make on others in the ways in which you interact with them when you're more positive rather than negative. Same thing with yourself. If you are positive with yourself or you treat yourself that way, you're also going to see a significant change in your in your behavior as well. There's even a um, an interesting notion in the health uh, literature about the power of the placebo. You know, the power of placebo is typically that uh, where somebody is given a, a sugar pill or some uh, pill that has no effect by itself in drug trials and that gets compared to the actual drug that they're testing and one of the interesting findings in the literature is that placebo effect is a very very powerful effect it's typically a stronger effect than the effect for the actual treatment of choice that the, uh, the treatment or the drug that's being tested not a lot that's talked about this in the in the medical literature but that overall effect of only being able to say that your particular drug is effective when it is significantly better than placebo or a so-called placebo control. I mean, that when you really realize that that's a difficult thing to do to get better than, than placebo, and when you realize what that placebo effect really is, that is your own mind being positive about the effect of this substance that does actually not have any effect. This is your mind itself having the therapeutic effect that is often found in many, many, many instances, and that's entirely due to your own mind being convinced of the positives with regard to making a difference, whether it be reducing pain, you know, whether it be inducing sleep or whatever the actual phenomenon is that being evaluated, placebo has a very powerful effect. And 
really realizing what that placebo effect is is uh, is pretty insightful and most of what I can tell that it is is actually your mind as I said simply being convinced and being positive about what is going to happen and the effectiveness of what you're actually taking so when you realize that that kind of a powerful effect is able to be had by simply being of the view that a particular substance that you're taking is going to have an effect, that reinforces again that right through our lives a huge amount of what makes us happy, what makes us effective, what makes us satisfied, what makes us successful, and also what makes us healthy is actually the effect that our own mind has on ourselves and in particular with regard to whether we take a positive approach or we take a negative approach to the situations that we encounter in life. Let's keep in mind, as we said in the previous episodes as well, that you should think about the ideas that we talked about in this episode and try it in one aspect of your life. Just try, for example, taking an interaction you know, that you're going to have later today or or tomorrow with someone. Think about somebody being negative, for example, and not reacting in the ways that you normally would, that you would get maybe in a discussion that's negative or an argument with that person. Stand back. Don't say anything for a while. Pregnant pause is actually something that's quite unexpected in most situations where there's a conversation. So that itself breaks the cycle of, uh, of negativity. Step back think, take a breath, and think of a more positive response, and certainly not a negative one, and see what happens to the other people that you're dealing with if you take that kind of approach. Also, just just try the instance that we talked about as well with regard to yourself. Think of the fact that you have the power to take any kind of stimulus that you experience. Let's say it's a, a negative event that just happened. You have the power to decide how you're going to react to that particular event. Think of the natural way that you would probably approach that and think, oh, yeah, that's just reinforcement again for the whatever negative attribute it is that you may even say about yourself. Catch yourself in doing it. Think instead of the most positive way you can think of thinking about the situation. You may well have positive and negative attributes about any situation. What's really healthy What's really a, a good habit is to, in general, ignore some of that negative and really focus on, you know, the positive. And if you do that routinely through your life, not being totally insensitive or not paying any attention to, to negative, I'm not, not suggesting that we just completely ignore everything. It's just what we dwell on. You may well recognize and not ignore the fact that there are negative attributes to a stressor that you experienced. Perfectly fine. You just don't need to dwell on it. If you're going to go dwell on anything, dwell on the ways in which you can actually improve, the ways in which you can think of that situation in a a positive light. Give that a go. And we hope that uh, this session is giving you some good things to think about. And as I've said in the previous episodes as well, very interested in hearing from you. You can uh, contact me either by going to uh, the lifehabits.podbean.com site and providing a rating and a comment on that site. Or if you'd like to, you can also send an email to me at uh, lifehabits at gmail.com. 
And you can either provide feedback on this segment. You can also suggest any topics you'd like me to cover in future episodes or anything else you would like. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye for now.